Today's reading is from Matthew 4, verses 18 to 22. Jesus calls the first disciples. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. He said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Why are you going to seminary? Are you going to be like a priest? Does a master's in divinity mean you can find water in the desert? Or cast spells like in Harry Potter? What is God calling you to do? Have you discerned your calling? These are the questions one is asked when they go into theological studies. Questions upon questions upon questions upon questions. And you know, it's questions that's landed me in seminary. I remember when I was in junior high and I saw Jesus Christ Superstar for the first time. And I went, after watching that, I went to my youth pastor and I said, why did Judas have to do it? Why him? It's a great question in the, in the, in the musical, Jesus Christ Superstar. And my youth pastor looked at me and he said, don't ask so many questions, just have faith. <laughs> I knew then that I would end up in seminary, and years ago when I first started coming to this church, uh, Mark Goodman Morris was the pastor, and we would meet once a week, and I would ask him questions about his sermon and questions about the Bible, and he finally said to me, you know, in seminary they teach you those things. <laughs> and so I started looking at schools. I was very passionate about not attending seminary, ever very passionate about this. Some of you saw right through this, but luckily you gave me space and time to figure it out. After a few formative years with significant trauma with the San Bruno pipeline explosion, an abusive relationship, and my own battles with anxiety and depression, I reflected on the communities that supported me into becoming my new self. Those communities are VPC and the Theater Conservatory, Montreat Conference Center in North Carolina, and Westminster Woods here in Sonoma County. And I began to connect the dots <laughs> that they're all faith-based Presbyterian organizations. And I went, dang it. I think I'll have to start looking at seminary. Maybe it's not the worst thing. So then I decided to explore the potential of seminary. Soon we discovered that we were actually both looking at schools and not telling each other. 
So once we found out, we decided to tour the different seminaries across the country, and we both chose San Francisco Theological Seminary. And we began this journey together. We were relieved that we would have one another through those trying years of seminary education, but we knew that we would need a much larger community to get through those three years. Thankfully, the Bible models community, and Jesus does this very openly and honestly. In both Matthew and Mark, one of the first things Jesus does is he finds people to surround himself with before fully entering into his ministry that goes and speaks truth to trauma and political turmoil and strife and injustice, Jesus found a group of people to support one another as they went about this task. And this mission continues today, and I encourage you to maybe look around. We are a part of one of these communities, and we all need support as well. And so Ashley and I quickly made friends at San Francisco Theological Seminary and with our cohort. We um, have gone through a lot together. One of our good friends just had their first kid. Some people moved across the country and were dealing with depression, and we all were there as a support group. But not only did we have that support group at SFTS, we had this community. It's funny, I think back over the last four or five years at this church going through a huge transition, and I'm sure at times there was moments of uncertainty, instability, maybe a little anxiety here at the church. However, for us, you were a grounded group. We knew that we could come here and ask questions. We knew that we could come here and get a cup of coffee and laugh with Dave Forder as he made jokes with us. We could come here and, and talk with Don or Roth or any one of you who were just there to be with us. And so knowing that you were here for us and knowing that even when we were in San Anselmo, you were praying for us daily gave us such a sense of community. You also supported us with the ordination process. And for those of you who don't know, the Presbyterian Church is a little high maintenance. <laughs> is that a fair assessment, <laughs> Jenny? Yeah, a, there's some hoops. They're in a hoop. So not only for the ordination process, you have to get your master's from a seminary. You have to do uh, 800 total hours, hours of internships in a church as well as as a chaplain in a hospital. You have to take five different exams, kind of like the bar or something like that, which you must pass. Debbie is one of the graders. Um, we have chocolate for you, Debbie. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Uh, and then um, you also enter into this very intentional, long, multi-year process with your presbytery. So we're a part of San Francisco Presbytery. We're the furthest away church in San Francisco Presbytery. Um, but Bruce partnered with us at the beginning, Bruce Reyes Chow, with setting us on the track of the ordination process. Jenny thankfully picked up the baton and attended meetings and spoke on our behalf with the presbytery. And ultimately, Don and Leanne Shell were the people who stayed with us and have continued to stay with us as our VPC liaisons with the presbytery itself, speaking on our behalf, making us sound really important and special and all those good things. Um, but again, taking 
plenty of time out and going well out of your way to support us. And finally, the mission committee here at the church has supported us financially as well. Andrew and I uh, are very grateful to have received numerous scholarships and grants to attend school. And we are very happy and proud to announce that with your help, we have graduated debt-free. Speaking of graduation, I have to tell you, I have to tell you that Ashley um, graduated with top honors from our school. Every year the teachers get together and they assign an award for one student who shows excellence in, educa in classroom education, excellence in achievements in community, as well as um, potential for ministry in the future. And they awarded that to Ashley Pogue, and she was recognized as sort of the valedictorian of our class. But, but, thank you. And Andrew was also recognized by the dean during our graduation ceremony. He was about four people away from receiving his diploma. One of our very, very tall friends went up to receive his diploma and was hooded. He's very tall. The president doing the hooding is quite short, so it's awkward. You have to bend down. And as our very tall friend bent down, <laughs> Andrew did that. Because <laughs> if you bring a clown anywhere, <laughs> So the, uh, the dean of the school leaned over her lectern and said, Andrew, you haven't graduated yet. <laughs> so in essence, we were both recognized during the <laughs> graduation ceremony for our respective strengths. <laughs> and you know, after you graduate, you know what people ask you? Why did you go to seminary? Are you a priest now? Can you find water in the desert? But now you can cast spells like in Harry Potter, right? What is God calling you to do? Have you discerned your calling? What happens next? What happens next? In 13 days, we get married. Yay! So we actually met about six years ago at a PVTC show. Thank you, Kevin and Noel, for making that happen. Uh, Persephone was the show, and we've been together since then. We've been engaged for 18 months. We are finally getting married. We're more or less good to go, right, parents? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of time to do all the things. And even though we answer, we're getting married, and it's this huge life transition and clearly a big commitment, people are like, well, yeah, but like, then what happens? What is God calling you towards, they ask. And again, I return to the story of Jesus calling his first disciples. You see, Jesus needed community, and so he asked his community to join him. But Jesus doesn't send out a a mass job description to the four corners of the earth, or, or did he get on top of a mountain and yell, anybody want to follow me? No, rather, Jesus went to people, 
And he, and he goes to them and he uses a metaphor that they'll understand. You see, Jesus does not ask the fishermen to be farmers of people or, or builders of people. He doesn't ask them to be coders of people or CFOs of people or clowns of people. No, he asks the fishermen to fish for people. You see, I remember growing up being told like, well, you have to be a fisherman of people. And I thought, I get seasick if I even look at a boat. <laughs> and then as I continued with this passage, I realized, no, no, God does not call us to be something we are not. Rather, God calls and meets us where we are and says, follow me with the gifts and talents that you have. You are called to use your talents and these passions that you have inside you to bring about a more just and peaceful society. And yes, there are times when you're going to be called to step out of the boat and step out of your comfort zone to use those gifts in new and surprising ways. I know that my gifts here have been to build community and a sense of purpose with the youth as well as intergenerationally with everyone. And those gifts have been echoed throughout my time in seminary. And so I am looking towards utilizing those gifts to create community and a sense of purpose and connection out in the professional world. So I am now stepping out of my often safe, often unruly Presbyterian boat to go out into a new direction to create the space and intentionality through events and conferences for potentially the tech world or other organizations because those are my gifts and you don't have to work in a religious space to create that and use particular language to build community and connection. And as I continued through my seminary experience, it was drilled into me over and over that, yes, Andrew, you are to just help people discover heaven on earth through laughter. I knew when I was in clown school that my mission was to bring heaven to earth through laughter. Uh, when I first came here, people told me, you didn't waste your time going to clown school and traveling the world making people laugh. You were already doing what you were called to do. And so I will continue to pursue this calling. I am still moving through the ordination process. So next fall, I'll be starting my chaplaincy internship at a hospital. Um, still deciding between two hospitals. Where I've started my, where I've gotten been accepted, they're allowing me to use my work with the Medical Clown Project, which is where I'm a clown with the Laguna Honda Hospital in San Francisco. I work with dementia patients, patients with Alzheimer's and brain trauma, bringing laughter and smiles and a sense of community with those folks and using that, again, to bridge this gap between clowning and the faith organization. I will also be, uh, during that time, preparing for my ordination exams. Hi, Debbie. I'd be looking to do that. As well, uh, another thing that when I was in uh, seminary, I, for one of our classes, I created a holy humor service, which I have been taking to different churches and will be bringing here, I'm sure, in the fall. Jenny doesn't know that yet, but look forward to that. <laughs> I'll be back in the fall with my holy humor service. Um, <laughs> yeah. And finally, the re remainder of the summer, I will continue to work with Circus of Smiles, which is me and my, part, my juggling partner, we have a two-man juggling show. And we just were in Stanislaus County for five days. We travel all around 
bringing comedy and laughter to folks with free entertainment. And again, I see that this is the way in which I have been called to use my passion and gifts to bring about a more peaceful and just society through laughter. And so, as we come to the end of the sermon, we just have some questions to leave you with, since we've been peppered with questions. What's next for you? What happens now? What gifts have you been blessed with? How is God calling you to use your gifts to bring about a more peaceful and just society? And where is God calling you to step out of your boat? Amen. Amen. Let's ponder those questions as we stand together and sing hymn number 726, Will You Come and Follow Me? Hymn number 726.